0: hey guys it's Alicia Nicole here and I am a little late I was supposed to record last night but um, Philly had some serious flooding um, some storms and my basement flooded Um, that was a mess and also the return of Insecure season 3 happened and I had like a little girls party to attend to so I apologize for the delay, but I am back. I'm actually recording on my lunch break. and So I'm sitting in the car um, recording to you guys. And I figured we'd talk about um, living in your madness and your upsetness um, and your sadness. uh, And, you know, you just being in an ill funk and that it's actually okay to lie there for a little while. Not permanently, but it is okay to live in your in your madness for a while because it is human. We have been given that particular emotion because it matters. Um, so if you were angry, upset, sad about something and somebody quickly tells you, "Oh, just get over it, move on, It's not that easy. Sometimes you want to feel that emotion of being upset so that the other person, knows like listen you hurt me or hey you really made me mad when you did X Y Z and this really pissed me off when you did this and I think society tells us to move on quickly from issues without us actually processing them which then causes uh, an internal uh, baggage that we're holding on to we have trauma that's That's building up within us, which causes eruptions and blow ups or um, meltdowns or, you know, nervous breakdowns um, because we're not processing all of our feelings um, or all of our emotions that we're going through. We can't just process the good. Right. We have to be able to process the bad, the negative, the ill, because we feel everything, as you know. We take on everything, and believe it or not, um, and, my, and my therapist told me this, and she told me, she goes, um, you're having a lot of medical problems that they cannot quickly diagnose or explain because you have so much buildup aggression, so much buildup trauma, so many suppressed feelings, um, and now it's harboring in you and the only way that it's being able to be processed is breaking the body down so basically I was internally making myself sick which we all know which is stress stress does kill you stress yourself out so much you worry yourself so much you can Create a high blood pressure uh, you can um, increase your breathing um, and hyperventilate and pass out you can cause stress on the heart strain on the heart and causing heart attack um everything is attached to your body let me tell you something and your feelings are one of them so if you are not breaking down how you're feeling if you are not processing properly you know what makes you get to a particular point Uh, in your life, then you're doing damage to yourself. Um, It is okay to be angry, right? It is okay to to be sad. Um, And it's also okay not to give anybody any justification for how you feel. Your feelings are your own. You own them. Nobody else does. You cannot tell someone how they should feel about something if that's not truly how they feel. That's like, For instance, a happy situation. I was watching um, an old episode of Insecure and one of the coworkers of Issa, she was getting married and she was so excited and all the other coworkers around her were so excited. But her and Issa didn't have that type of relationship for her to be just as excited for her. And she was looking at her kind of funny like, why are you not as excited as, as I am like everybody else? Because she doesn't feel it. And just because it is a positive, happy moment doesn't necessarily mean i need to be as happy about it if it's not truly affecting me uh, way, and and that is okay Your feelings are your own. You can't tell somebody, why weren't you happy enough for them? Or why didn't you jump up and down? Or, you know, something like that. And it's like, my feelings are my own. Please don't tell me how I should feel about something. Because then I'm going to be a liar. I'm going to be fake, And That's not a good idea to do. Because once again, you are suppressing how you actually truly feel. Because somebody came in and told you how to feel. And we also have to watch that um, when people come in to tell us how we should feel about things. Uh, That's a that's a sense of possessiveness sometimes, you know, you should be grateful, you know, that I do X, Y and Z. You should be this. It's like, but I'm not. Now, there's a difference being taught, you know, certain mannerisms and, and manners that you should have for when things happen. But when you become older and you comprehend those feelings and you know what makes you feel in that particular stance at that particular moment, it is your responsibility to respond how the body tells you to respond. If you're upset about, you know, them getting a promotion and you didn't, that is okay. You're upset for your reason. You're not necessarily upset that, you know, they got and you're angry with them in a sense, but your you're real upset is with you that you did not get it. You, it did not happen for you. And sometimes we tend to uh, have people say, that oh you feel like this because x y and z no i feel like this because it didn't happen to me so um needless to say living your feelings a little bit more right dissect them write it down note what makes you happy what not you know what things does not make you happy note why you get upset about something why are you upset break it down um you know what what makes you feel sad um about some things i mean sometimes people don't know how to distinguish uh sad and you know uh upset um sadness is is is, is a sorrow um you know it makes you crumble inside. It makes you a little weaker inside. It makes you a little more fragile. You know, when you think about sadness, it's like a slumber sometimes, you know, it almost puts you in a sense of I'm lost, you know, because you can't get things together. Those are examples of, of feeling sad. You know, you might see someone struggling and that just, sometimes it could truly bother you to anger as how one, you know, is probably being treated. And then one could just be like, I wish I could help. I wish I could do these things. And it saddens you that you cannot do X, Y, and Z. Then we have, you know, this big uh, misconception of anger and upsetness. Um, Anger is just full blown in a rage of you have taken me to this particular height. And I am just, I am angry, infuriated, frustrated, you know, I'm enraged. Those those are like the same type of feelings. To be upset about something. He's like, you know what? It didn't happen. I'm a little bummed out about it. That made me a little upset. I didn't like how that happened. It's a milder tone, you know? And, and some people tend to not know which word to use when they're describing their feelings. And I feel like what, however it is that you feel, you know, use that measurement scale, like that one to ten, you know, and... And go off of that to say, hey, you know, on a one to ten, eh, I'm a three. You know, that bothered me a little bit, but not enough to to make a big deal out of it, right? one to ten is a nine like listen you don't piss me off disrespecting me i'm not fooling with you right now give me some space you know let me process it let me digress and i'll come back you know next time or maybe not never okay so you know learn where your scales are for all of your emotions because it matters just like you know they go to doctors and they ask you oh, on a scale one to ten how how uh you know, how much pain are you in? You know, what's, what's the measurement of your pain? You're like, it's a 12. It's not even on the scale. It hurts. So look at your emotions the same way on the scale and figure out, you know, what gets you to the heightened point and actually what helps decrease it, you know, and what can be overlooked versus what needs attention right away versus maybe a little bit later. It is important to dissect, process. And then find a solution to all of your emotions. That goes for the good ones too. Happy, excited, joyful. All of it matters. So I'm going to end this little mini this little mini episode as I'm on my break, um, with just a mental note of, "It's okay. To be in your feelings pretty much And it's totally okay As a matter of fact I encourage people to be a little bit more in their feelings um, So that they understand How they How they work in a sense You know sometimes we don't take the time out To process how we work I'm just like this Oh that, that's just how I am What does that mean? I don't know what that means You have to tell me what that means And I need you to know how to Tell me how that means You can't just say that's that's just how I am That means nothing to me because I'm not you. So those types of things matter. Um, Continue to write in your journals, people, about how you're feeling. It does not matter what kind of journal. It could be a notepad, a notebook, on your phone with the note um, app, the quick note app, which I love so much. Um, And, you know, get a voice recorder. Everybody has a voice recorder on their phones now. Just start talking. I mean, just like I am right now sitting in my car and somebody can walk past think I'm crazy. Right now talking to myself. But just start talking. You just work it out. Like, you know what, man, like I wish I would have said X, Y, and Z to this person because, you know, they really you know, they really bothered me. They frustrated me in this situation. Or an instance could happen, like, you know what, I'm gonna be better prepared next time because this is what I'm gonna say and then da 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 you get it out and then you recorded it and then you could translate it over to a text message or send it to them in a text. I don't know. But we have all these cool gadgets and, and gizmos and tech things to, to help us get through some things and make things a little bit more easier in our transition of growing. Um, And getting better in life, and I uh, absolutely encourage everyone to exercise those things. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And guys, feel free to to comment. You guys, you guys can definitely comment on the episodes, leave reviews. Um, I'm so excited now. I am on Spotify. You guys can add me to your favorites. I'm so excited. Um, and soon, hopefully soon, probably in, if not September, um, maybe later this month, I'll have a guest and you know how I do with guests. It is totally their topic. I kind of chime in and we have a dialogue, we have a conversation and we break it down and it's usually about 35 to 45 minutes long. So it's a really good one and, um, we get it in and you guys seem to really respond to that. So I'm going to do that again. So if you're actually interested in having a topic being uh, talked about on this podcast, uh, just hit me up via email at the, T-H-E, hustle, H-U-S-T-L-E, mom, M-O-M, at gmail.com. Tell me your name, your topic, what city you're from. And um, we can schedule a good time to record. Um All right, guys, this is Alicia, Nicole, and I will check on you guys in a week. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Alicia Nicole here. And I'm coming to you tonight with a very interesting yet apparently it's a very controversial topic uh, when it comes to women raising young girls. Uh, women raising young boys, uh, what society tells us, on um, how we're raised, and uh, what should be done, what should not be done, what this, what this states out into the world. So I am just on Twitter minding my business. Uh, probably not because I'm on Twitter, so I want to see what's going on. So I'm not minding my business, but um, I come across a tweet. Uh, which was actually commented off of someone that I follow, which is a guy. And I went to go read the thread. So, you know, you have to go up to see what the comment is because, you know, everything drops down. And it's a video of a beautiful black mother uh, washing the dishes with her beautiful black daughter. And I never played it to where you can hear the sound or anything, uh, but her caption just really, really stood out and her caption goes, um, and I'm paraphrasing. <clears throat> this is not the exact words, but, um, it went in along the lines of, you know, I'm not raising a lazy child. Um, and also she will be prepared, you know, for a husband, I'm preparing her for a husband, in and, and hindsight, I am going to try to see if I can actually find the actual quote so that I don't misquote because this is like serious because we don't want to uh, misquote the quotes. Um, so it goes, I ain't raising no lazy ass child. I'm raising someone's future wife, mother. And she hashtags Proverbs 31 training. And before I could even see... <laughs> see the caption, the the video is just beautiful. It just looks like, you know, her daughter's helping her wash dishes, you know, helping mommy wash dishes. I don't see anything wrong with the video at all. Actually it's great. It's it's heartwarming. It's, you know, it's it's great. So I later on replied that I think it's a shame that we're teaching our young girls that if she doesn't know how to cook or clean, she will never become a wife and or mother. And that's not fair to say, if anything. I think that that is a very sexist uh, statement to say. Um, and I, I think that bothered me because that goes into saying how we're still viewing women to be. Stuck in the kitchen, and we're only going to be good enough for a man if we know how to cook and clean. Now, I will tell you this. I thought that the caption should have read along the lines of, you know, I'm not raising a lazy daughter, you know. Perhaps, you know, she will sustain life on her own in a sense, you know, it just and it had nothing to do with the man. Just just for what it is that she's learning how to wash dishes with mommy, you know, etc. I feel as though we need to understand that sometimes gender roles have to take a back seat. And I say this lightly because I am a particular person who loves gender roles in hindsight. However, I do know that women can do things that men do. And men can do things that women do. Some, for instance, a woman can have a baby, a man cannot, um, you know, things of of that nature. However, you know, we see men take out the trash, men fix things around the house, um, you know, men, you know, run to see what that thump was in the middle of the night, you know, versus, you know, the woman... Laying back and allowing the man to be her protector, etc, those types of gender roles I love, I adore, I agree, however, that does not say that a woman cannot take out the trash, <laughs> that she cannot fix things around the house, that she could not possibly be the breadwinner um you know, and I think that we have to understand that. Not only is a shift happening, but we have to be careful of how we're displaying a shift, right? So watch this. I currently, as a divorced mother of two boys, am now head of household, meaning because I am the only adult here, I take care of all the bills, etc. If I were to be remarried, and let's say my husband did not make as much money as me To me, and this is me, this is not everybody, I would still recognize that man, my husband, as head of the household because of what my religion says, what, what my, what my beliefs are that a man is head of the household, you know, to govern over me in a sense to make sure that, you know, we're all making the correct decisions based off of him. Not to say that there cannot be a partnership because there's always going to be a partnership involved because that's how you guys got together. You guys agreed on things. You guys had a like living standards. Um, you guys had a like tradition. So where this worked, where there wouldn't be an ego, uh, fight, there wouldn't be, you know, a tug of war of power. Um, there wouldn't be an issue with pride because I'm okay with you being head of household. He wants to be head of household. He believes that he should be head of household. And then everybody kind of takes their place. Now, I love coming home and being received by my children. Just as like I would love for a husband to come home and I receive him. I would love to say, you know, your dinner is ready. You know, because I got off work early and he worked late Or vice versa. There's nothing wrong with a woman coming home to receive a man who has, you know, prepared dinner, you know, gotten the kids ready for bath time. I believe that gender roles matter, but it depends on how it matters for you and your household. If you're only going around saying that a woman should only be doing this and box her in, it's creating a stereotype that. Women are only good for A, B and C and men are only good for, you know, their A, B and C. And that's not true. So in a world right now in 2018, approaching 2019, which is unbelievable, it's happening. We're in September, believe it or not. Um, We have to be very careful what we're teaching them. I never in a million years would have thought of telling my children that don't worry, you don't have to learn to cook or clean because there's someone out there preparing their 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 daughters to cook and clean for you. Absolutely not. They don't just grow up turn 18 and then you know run off and get married into a home and boom that you know that young girl is now groomed for you. This is not the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th or 19th century for that matter. You know we have options, we have choices. Um, and we want to go out into the world to explore ourselves and, and and be able to, to live on our own and, and do our own thing. So in order to be able to go out into the world, right. And, and live your life as a young single adult, you must learn how to prepare to live on your own. That means knowing how to cook, knowing how to clean, knowing how to do your laundry, knowing how to balance the checkbook. Um, you know, know how to possibly, I don't know, get an oil change, et cetera. We have to make sure that we're preparing our children. And I say children because I'm including men and um, young boys and young girls, how to live on their own before they get into a relationship, a partnership, uh, with whomever they want to be in a relationship with. And then you take those, how should I say this? You take those traditions, you take those uh, cultural uh, differences and likes and bring them together to figure out if you guys align properly. And this is why it's so important when they say to people that, you know, when you get with another person, you have to make sure that you guys are aligned together, uh, not just physically emotionally, mentally, but spiritually, you have to make sure you guys are on the correct path. And I never try to bring religion into too much because I know I have a lot of of listeners that have different uh, views when it comes to religion. However, it does matter because if your religion matters to you, you want your partner to, to, to feel the same way that way, there is no reason to to disagree over something that's very, very major, uh, in your life. So, we want to go back and then say to ourselves, "Hmm, she loves to nurture." All right, this is a guy saying this. She loves to nurture. She loves to cook. She loves to clean. But I know she's also smart and i also know she likes to let's say you know she's really into cars so she really loves to to build cars and take them apart and etc that does not make her less of a woman or a wife or mother to be if she does those things that doesn't scream 100% woman um same thing for guys i mean a lot of our great chefs a lot of guys that i've dated and seen and and, and enjoyed the company of were great cooks. In fact, I thought they cooked better than me, you know, they kept a very clean home. And I hope that doesn't send a message of, you know, they possibly couldn't be preparing for a wife or, you know, you know, that they won't take anything less than if they don't do those things that they do. You have some people where dad cooks because mom sucks at cooking. It's just not a forte, you know, or mommy could be sloppy, okay, and messy. But dad loves her messy sloppiness and he's okay with cleaning. We have to understand that those types of things should not hinder anybody from saying that they can't be any of these things when they grow up. And I just felt like I had to say something about that because this is how we trap, especially our girls. This is how we trap them into these stereotyped boxes um, and and make them feel as though they have to choose what it is that they're supposed to be doing, what it is that they're here for. Um, Every woman doesn't grow up saying they want to be a wife or a mother. So do we shame her for not wanting to be those things? No, that is her choice. So you could do all the grooming that you want to, to show her how to cook and clean. And she still not end up with a, with a husband. Then what does that make you a failed mother? Does that make her a failed young girl turning into a young woman? No. So we got to be very, very careful. Um, how we're, how we're, teaching our our little ones. And like I said, I I I'm totally okay when it comes to certain gender roles and what we're teaching, but we got to be careful with the message that's behind it. We want to make sure that, you know, it's universal. That we're not just teaching our girls how to cook and clean, but we're teaching our young boys how to cook and clean. We're not just teaching our young girls to respect their bodies, we're teaching our young boys to respect their bodies. We can't send a bunch of girls out into the world And say, don't give it up. Don't give it up. Hold on to your, you know, your virginity until you find that one. But tell our young boys to go out and bang everything you can, live your life, sell your royal oats, because now we're creating a type of culture, right? We're creating that men can do whatever they want, take whatever they want. And we have to tell these girls that they can't do whatever they want. They have to stay pure and clean and wholesome, Um and, and, and hot our bodies, you know, from young boys and men, because that's what we're told to do. You're sending two conflicted stories out. And it's probably why we have a rape culture. Um, You just got to be very careful. If you're going to tell your boys to go out there and have sex with any and everything as they can, and then have a daughter and then tell her not to, she's going to find that very funny. She's going to find that not funny in a sense of laughing and joking, but funny as an awkward weird. Like, why would you say that? Why is it okay for him and not okay for me? And yes, that takes us back to the point of, you know, boys can't do everything that girls do and vice versa. However, you're growing up in the same household, it's gonna come off weird without true explanation as to why you are giving out this information. And if she is a young girl is learning about the world, she's going to come back and hit you hard with question after question, after question, after question, she's going to learn to say, Hey, so it's okay for my brother to go out and do X, Y, and Z, but it's not okay for me because at the end of the day, she's going to say, but that's somebody's daughter that you just told my brother to go out to X, Y, and Z. And that's going to have you in a question mark like, hmm, you're right. I see that. So we got to be careful again. we got to be careful of the messages that we're sending out, what we're saying to our young girls and our young boys, and to make sure that we're, we're giving the proper education. Now, you can go ahead and tell a young girl, oh, this is how you prepare to get your menstrual. And X, Y, and Z happens because this is, you know, this and this and this. It's okay to tell a boy. And by the way, you going through changes, a young girl's going through changes. You want to prepare him for what's going on for when he meets a girl so that he's not freaked out, blindsided, scared, thinks she's weird if those things happen. Same thing for the girls. The same way you teach sex education to a girl about what boys are going through you got to teach it to the boy to let boys know what girls are going through so i'm not going to dive in this too much anymore because i feel like this type of topic deserves some type of uh conversation dialogue with somebody else so they can also weigh in on something that i possibly be missing but i'm really really firm and really, really steadfast on the way that I'm explaining how we are raising our young boys and girls to to, to make sure that we're not boxing them in um, these particular, these roles, because at the end of the day, it can create even more of a disaster, if not a continuance of what's going on, of women being less than men, uh, women being not as uh, worthy to men, women still making less than than men and and you know they're just supposed to be home bearing the kids etc when it, it shouldn't be like that so i'm interested to know if you guys have any comments if you would like to continue this conversation um i have no problem with uh doing another episode guys feel free to email me at the hustle mom at gmail.com to talk about gender roles um and we could possibly set up and have a conversation. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing week. Um, have a very productive week and a reflective week. And I will catch you guys, you know, next week, perhaps, or maybe sooner than that, if I get someone that's really, really ready to uh to talk about it. Okay, guys? Everybody have a good night. Bye.